Blog Talk Radio. Appreciation to the men in the United States Armed Forces, <clears throat> men and women of police and fire services, the doctors and nurses at the hospitals, <clears throat> and the first responders, 
also the wonderful people that clean up after them because they put themselves in harm's way every day. And the men and women that keep these shelves stocked in the um, market, supermarkets, they can get paid a lot of money. So if you see a chance, uh, just tell them you, you like what they're doing or uh, say thank you. Uh, it'll go a long way. As a PSA, uh, we wanted to uh, send out our very, very best thoughts. And we'd ask everybody to keep a good thought for Burnette uh, Arquette. Um, she's the mother of two of our own hair hosts. Um, unfortunately, she under, underwent some back operations. The back, the, the surgery was success, but there was major problems post-op. And she had to go back into the hospital uh, to intensive care. Uh, I talked to her yesterday, and she's been uh, has returned enough health to go to a uh, rehab center uh, up in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, so if you could just, uh, we'll just ask you to keep a good thought for her. If you say a prayer at night, please keep her in your prayers. Welcome tonight's big night. What do you think? Can't wait. Counting it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what? Go ahead. Which way are you leaning? I, I, I'm still, uh, you know, Yardy's got to watch himself with better be here because uh, he'll take it to him when he's not looking. And I know that Yardy is, uh, is one of your favorites. So let's do, hear what you have to say. Yeah, I like Yardy. He's a good fighter, but like you say, he's going to have to play his A game tonight. This is going to be a, a good fight for him, for sure. It's going to be a tough one all the way around, but um, mm-hmm. I think we know where it's leaning, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it almost, uh, I, I, the analogy I would think it would be like the uh, tomorrow's game. Uh, you get four young quarterbacks. Who would take it right to you and push it right down your throat if you're not looking? <clears throat> Yet uh, they're there. They're, they're going to uh, try and make a name for themselves. <clears throat> we'll see who, who comes out on top. Personally, I, I'd like to see the Eagles come out on top. Um, you know, because uh, we are from Philadelphia, and uh, it's always been my son's hopes and my my father-in-law was wanted to go to the game so much, but. Uh, when he had the time, finally he was too sick to go to the games. So we're we're hoping for him, for his sake, uh, that this is uh, the Eagles get the win uh, tomorrow. And, but I do love Andy Reid and I do love Mahomes. But you know what? I think Joe Burrows is going to be too heavy for both of them. Uh, yeah, that kid just—he's got a lot of poise, a lot of grace, and uh, one hell of an arm. Yeah, Mahomes could be pretty much the next Tom Brady. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's going down that path. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what you know? There's been a lot of talk uh, on and off. Uh, Dylan White uh, versus uh, Anthony Joshua. Let's finally go. That's finally been signed. It's signed for uh, July Fourth weekend. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? I don't like Anthony Joshua. I never really have. Uh, when he lost to Ruiz, I knew that was going to be such a mental issue for him that anything mm-hmm. could happen from here on out. 
Dylan White is a tough fighter. I honestly probably I'm sure he's going to be underdog, but I think I'm going to lean in the underdog's corner. But I just think Joshua, I think he's got mental issues myself. But um, I I'm going to lean on Dylan White on this one. It's probably uh, get get the picnic basket out, but you know. Yeah, you know the one thing with that with Joshua, Joshua came up a couple years ago. I had had an awful lot of press uh, in the early days, and then in, in ten fights. Uh, got a championship fight. So Graziano and, and all those older guys, they didn't have 100 fights before they went for any kind of a title. But Joshua was pushed so fast and so hard. Uh, then I think you're right. I think he uh, did have a mental breakdown. Not mental breakdown, but uh, a mental uh, uh, block uh, after his, his fight with Ruiz. But he sure as hell thought he was going to beat him. But that little boy oh, yeah. came in there. He in lighter than he usually is, and just he worked him hard. Get um, to a point where, at one point, the uh, um, his Joshua's uh, corner wanted to throw the the talent, so he, he kept on going. So uh, that's a, that's a big one that will come up uh, in July, and I'm sure we'll be talking with uh, Ty and Zito uh, when they get back about it. And uh, 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 it seems like it's going to be. Uh, some kind of a uh, a a large draw only because of Dylan White, but they're going to fight in in uh, England, and that's where they everybody makes so much money over in, uh, when they go to England. Uh, they get like, uh, when when Joshua lost that fight with Ruiz, he's never. If you really watch him, he was being praised. All you heard was Anthony Joshua this, Anthony Joshua that. He's the king, you know, he's just this badass, and then he loses to Ruiz, and everything's different afterwards. I mean, he's never really recovered to where you have the press on top of him, uh, talking about how great he is, what he's doing. It's almost like now they say, whoa, he lost to this guy, and because of it, you know, he's just a nobody now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the way it appears yeah. to me, anyway, because he was being just—I mean, the press was mm-hmm. praising him up, and they don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, another fight that's coming up uh, that was just signed was uh, Jamel Charl Charlo and uh, Tim Zhu. Um, I don't know much about Zhu, but I, I know that Charlo uh, has uh, has been keeping up. In fact, he, he uh, changed trainers. Um, and I wonder how that will affect him because that's you know that that's a pretty big deal. I don't know this this other guy either, Roel, but uh, honestly, that just seems like another cherry pick fight for him, just to get another mm-hmm. one under his belt and get his numbers up a little bit. But you know, and mm-hmm. he's uh, he's going to end up having to face the, the badasses around town, and when he does, I don't think he's going to really be able to hold up to them all. And he's a good fighter, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, but. There's just better better fighters out there, and he's going to learn once he start or once he quits cherry picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Also, uh, also update. Uh, I did not know this. I thought the Beater B fight was coming up tonight, but mm-hmm. evidently Beater B stopped uh, his opponent. Uh, let's see what does it say here. Stop, stopped him wins. 
stops Anthony Yard. So I, I don't know the details of it yet, but as of an hour ago, yeah. I guess Peter B took that one. Nice. Hey Ty, how you doing? I it. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good to hear you guys. Hey please. Ty. Good. Hey, how's it going, hey. fellas? Good, good, good. good. Your your mom doing okay? Yeah, she's uh, she's actually doing much better. She's progressing well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. We just Glad did a, to hear it. We just did a PSA and asked everybody to keep a good thought for her, and uh, if they say a prayer, I to say a prayer for her. Uh, Absolutely. You know, she, you know, she's one of my favorite people, and uh, we don't want anything to happen to her. Yeah, she's uh, she's doing well, and, and hopefully I'll have her back. Uh, you know, staying with me uh, once she uh, comes out and gets to recover, you know, so. Good, good. Okay, what, what's, what's your thoughts on uh, the Yardy fight tonight? Yardy's better be. Well, you know, going in, you knew it was a long shot for Yard to win a fight. He just doesn't have the level of craft to uh, mm-hmm. to beat a guy like Better BF or, or Bivol for that matter. Uh, however, I was mm-hmm. impressed with his performance. He took some some hard shots, and he made it a firefight at times. And I didn't think he would be able to stand up to that. But eventually, again, the, the golf and and technique and craft and experience uh, was always going to win the day, and it did. So uh, no surprise mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, the fight to make at that weight is is better be of versus Bivol. So we'll just see if. You know the promoters could get their heads out the asses and you know make the fight happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you Kaden, have you uh, have you checked in anymore on the Keith Thurman issue that we were talking about last week? You mean me? Who's yeah. That? Who are you talking to? Uh, we were talking about yeah. Keith Thurman last week and uh, possibly fighting again. And any more on that? Oh, yeah, well, he is. Yeah, he's got a fight uh, signed already. Um, okay, so it is a done deal. Yeah, that was expense, expense, rather. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's been done for I mean, uh, a couple weeks. Last I read, they were targeting the fight at 154 as opposed to 147. So right. uh, that's the one kind of odd development. Um, so kind of curious to see where that leads us. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. Hey, Caden, how you doing? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? I'm sorry for joining the show a little bit late. No problem. No problem. Caden, uh, hey, you're right on the spot right now, man. Sean Strickland versus Dale uh, Brown. What's your thoughts? I, mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I trust Sean Strickland in the ring or in the octagon. Uh, with with any fighter in in that weight class, you know, except mm-hmm. except except uh, Pereira because he did get knocked out. But mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with his striking, you know, on par with um, with uh, uh, with Sean Strickland's striking, even though he did get knocked out, um, even though he did get knocked out by by Alex Pereira, I, I I still do think that he has one of the best striking in the middleweight division. And mm-hmm. if, if he can harness just his you know his, his defense and and his more you know make more athletic plays while he's in the in the octagon, I think he can mm-hmm. become you know I think he can become a title a, a serious title contender. 
that one that that fight with uh, uh, that fight with Alex should, should hopefully you know ensue something into his brain to change up his game a little bit to because he has what it takes to be elite, but he's just not there yet. You know, he's not mm-hmm. there just quite yet. He has what it takes, mm-hmm. and he's been in the fight game for a very long time. And young Sean Strickland was a very good fighter. If he can bring back that that animosity and that you know that that flexibility, and, and he is getting old, so I, I get why he doesn't have you know as athletic fights as he used to, and and the. Uh, and, and and the stuff and, and the stuff that he uh, that he that, that he can that, that he used to be able to do, but um, yeah. Uh, and who who'd you say he was fighting? Um, Strickland's fighting a guy by the name of Dale Brown, B R O W N. Oh, I, uh, so oh, what it is is oh, he's not he, oh, yeah, he's not fighting Dale Brown. Oh. Dale Brown's a self defense instructor from Detroit. Yeah. And he was given a demonstration. And, yeah, he's that guy. And they they're just talking yeah. trash on Twitter. That that's all. Oh yeah, they're not it's, yeah, it's, Dale Brown Dale Brown is like fifty five or something. Yeah. But he's not even a fighter. He was he's no, just he's a, not a fighter uh, at all. That personality. He's an internet personality that trains people to do fake uh, survival tactics. And uh, uh, Sean Strickland was at his shop, and they were doing, like, the survival tactics. And Sean Strickland went, and he kneed him in the head. And Dale Brown uh, fell back and, like, destroyed one of his uh, uh, display cases. Hmm. That, that's hey. all that happened. It was just a, it was just a little, yeah, just a little uh, mix-up at Strickland was very apologetic. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just like yeah. an, they were. It was an accident. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, let me ask you, uh, Ty. Um, Amanda Soriano came. It was uh, her last fight was picked by Ring Magazine as one of the best fights of the year. Uh, she's fighting uh, uh, Erica Cruz uh, February first. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? She should go ahead and beat Erica Cruz. Uh, her fight with Katie Taylor was the female fight of the year. It was a tremendous fight. Um, I, I personally didn't think it was the fight of the year. I thought I saw some better fights, but uh, it was definitely, uh, I know it was named the female fight of the year, and I know it was named the fight of the year someplace as well, too. It was a tremendous fight. Uh, but when she's fighting at her true weight, She's been practically unbeatable. Her true weight's featherweight. She moved up in weight to lose that very now fight to Katie Taylor. Um, with that said, she, to me, has been, since that fight with Kelly, Katie Taylor, her performances have looked flat, but she's just so much better than the ladies that she's, you know, that she's fighting against, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're world champions, but she's elite. Um, but mm-hmm. to me, she's come down to earth a little bit, and I think she needs another Katie Taylor to, you know, get her up to that level to really pump her up um, because she's looked a little flat. And when fighters start to look flat, especially once they get into their 30s, uh, they could be on mm-hmm. a decline. And, you know, that's when all of a sudden, you know, a bad night just turns up. So we'll see what happens. But Don't you should stick go ahead and, and beat this girl pretty cleanly. What do you think, Ted? Totally agree. Do it. 
was that say that's just like Sean Strickland. Oh, gee. Yeah. I would say that's a lot like Sean Strickland. It's just an, an old fighter that, that, that's, you know, one of these days is going to have a bad night, you know, and, and, and Strickland's bad night was that Alex fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate, what do you think of uh, uh, Jessica Andrade? Uh, her win over uh, Lauren uh, Murphy in US 283, I mean, UFC, UFC. It's, it's whatever it's whatever with with Andrade. She, she 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 she's always been like one of those one of those those household names for the women divisions. You know, for the in these past like yeah a year year or so, you know she she's just become a household mm-hmm. name because of these these main events that she's been on and all, all, all these fights that she's been that she's been having recently. I think in the last span of the year, I think she's had like three four fights. One of them being a main card on a uh, a fight night. But I mean, I, she she can win fights. I just don't know if she'll ever be a title contender. When I see her fight, it's just there's always going to be someone better than her. She, she'll mm-hmm. be good, but there's there's always going to be someone better than her her division to beat her. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's kind of like a hey, yeah. Tony, what'd you think of Severn uh, getting his getting his knockoff last week? Who was that that you cut out? Bernard Stavern. He both fought uh, uh, Jamal uh, Gildy, Gildry. Three. I actually missed that one. I didn't get a chance to see that one last week. Okay. Ty? That is a fight I absolutely paid no attention to. Bermany Stavern is now like 45. He hadn't been fighting in years. And the guy he fought was a a guy who stepped in on short notice for a Don King card. I guess he's still trying to get money out of Stavern, who hasn't been a contender, you know, since Wilder knocked him in the next week uh, about five or six years ago. So it's, that's not something I paid attention to at all, actually. Okay. What about uh, the uh, Chris Eubank uh, losing to Liam Smith? Well, that was a surprise. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I did pay attention to that. I, I, I uh, I've always been a Chris Eubank fan, um, not because I thought he was a tremendous fighter. He was a tremendous athlete who started late, obviously the son of a legend, um, but never really truly became a fighter. Right? He was he was a boxing businessman, but he has all the attributes of a fighter. He's fast. He's strong. He's tough. Great chin. And, he, you know, he, he, he won fights and was in fights that a guy of his experience level should have never been in. Uh, but he was always smug, brash, and arrogant. I love that about him because I was like, yo, some, one day somebody's going to kick his ass and it's going to be hysterical. And, yeah, and that's what happened. Um, Liam Smith looked like the better boxer from the beginning of the fight. Uh, by the third round, though, it looked like Chris Eubank was about to take over just being a bigger, stronger athlete. Then, you know, in the fourth round, Liam Smith backed him into a corner and just unleashed a vicious combination that, you know, dropped Eubank and he got up on wobbly legs, and that was it from that point on. Now, the one mm-hmm. slight bit of controversy is you can look at video replay and see that in the combination that uh, that Liam Smith threw, 
he landed a brutal elbow, almost like a Muay Thai elbow. And, uh, and, and so, you know, Eubanks' team is trying to protest. That's probably going to go no place. Uh, there is a rematch clause. But the fact of the matter is, is that Liam Smith's the better boxer. Chris Eubank can win that fight potentially if they fought again because he's such a tremendous athlete with all these attributes. But Eubank, uh, but Smith's a better boxer because Eubank has never truly dedicated himself to the craft. So, you know, that, you can't play boxing. And that, that's kind of what happened to Eubank. He got caught playing boxing. Mm-hmm. They tied. Is that the reason why he had the big goose egg was from the elbow? Yeah. That was the first thing that kind of – had everyone's eyes kind of, you know, eyebrows raised like, man, you know, he, he didn't take a lot of punishment. He just, you know, took a, a brutal combination, but man, his, his, his eyes swelled so quickly. And then, you know, internet sleuths went and, and were able to discover that he was hit with the elbow. And subsequently uh, I started reading news articles about it. And then you could see, you know, they had clear stills of the elbow that landed. And uh, mm-hmm. shortly thereafter a protest was filed. But you know those things don't. Pro, those protests don't go any place in boxing. So, but it's an excuse for you know what? Fighters need to have excuses, right? Chris Eubank is known mm-hmm. to have a good chin, never been knocked out. That gives him a, an excuse, right? In his mind, you know what? The only reason why he caught me is a, an illegal shot. We come back and I'll mm-hmm. fight him again. So, you know they'll be able to sell sell the rematch. <laughs> Hey, uh, Caden, what do you think about uh, Gilbert Burns uh, and uh, Neil Murphy coming up? Oh, no, that, that already happened. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, Gilbert Burns fought Neil Magny. Um, uh, last, the, last, the last fight card, he fought Neil Magny, and he won via, I think it was second round uh, TKO, TKO slash knockout. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, it was, I, I think uh, before the fight even happened, I thought it was clear cut who was going to win. You know, a, a lot uh-huh. of people, you know, th- they don't give Gilbert Burns the respect that he really deserves. I mean, they don't give respect uh-huh. to his ground game. They don't give respect to his boxing. They don't give respect to his right. kicks. I mean, this guy's a black belt and he goes out there and he puts on a show almost outstretched Hamza when Hamza was going full boxing mode. And Hamza is not a bad boxer, as we know, as we saw from that right. three-round four that they had. And Hamza mm-hmm. is one of the most ferocious, you know, uh, like violent, most explosive fighters in the UFC. And the most tame performance that he's ever had was against Gilbert Burns. And, you know, Gil- Gilbert was just going hand-for-hand hand with him, par-for-par. Par. No one's ever done that with Hamza before. And for him to have that on his resume just shows how much of a good fighter he is. And, you know, Neil Magny, Neil Magny's not going three rounds with Hamza. Neil Ragney's not putting on a show like that with Hamza. So I, I, I thought it was clear-cut who's going to win before that. You know, just from watching most of Gilbert's fights and watching most of Neil Magny's fights, Neil Magny, he's a very good wrestler, very strong, likes to use his, likes to use his you know, uh, he, he has kind of a bigger frame. For, for a welterweight, kind of just like Hamza, but he's not he's not as uh, uh, I would say balanced and 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 you know uh, ferocious and aggressive w- when he wrestles and fights. But uh-huh. 
Neil Madden is, is definitely no slump over. But, uh, but right. you know, Gil- Gilbert is G- Gilbert's on fire right now. Gilbert deserves a, a, a top five opponent, real right now. Sadly, I think he's so going to fight Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Him and Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. A couple things, okay. There was a second round submission. He submitted Magby, as I predicted going in, except I thought he was going to submit him in the first round. Um, But, no, yeah, it's time for him to fight uh, Jorge Masvidal on the undercard of the Adesanya-Pajeda rematch. Alex Pereira, yeah. I can't wait for that. Good. Good. Hey, Ty, what do you think? I also saw that – I, also, I saw that um, Conor McGregor uh, is going to be a coach on on on, on uh, TUS. Yeah, so fighter. apparently there's a rumor going around, and it was Al Kakui who started the rumor, who said mm-hmm. that the UFC wanted him to coach opposite Conor McGregor on top. So we'll see what comes of that. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but Kakui's the one who put that out there. So it's not like then, you know they, just thrown out there by some journalist. Kakui said the UFC wants me to do this with Conor McGregor. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. But what he happens. is pretty crazy. Conor just got hit on a on his bicycle. Did you know that? Oh yeah, I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he made the dude drive him home. Was he sober? Wow, uh, Conor. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was just out riding. He was just out riding his bike. Was he sober? <laughs> I think he was saying. Was that down in Miami, Doctor Chris? Uh, uh, it, it looked like Ireland. It looked like Ireland. Yeah, I think it was in Ireland. Uh, hey, Ty, what do you think? Now, some of the rags are talking about Triple G versus uh, uh, Liam Smith. Can that happen? Will it happen? It, it, it can, but Triple G has he has a, a defense first. I believe against the Squivio Falco, if I'm correct. Um, so he has to take care of that. But um, Chris Eubank has been calling Triple G out since he turned 39. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Chris, uh, Triple G's team finally at one point said, you know, yeah, a fight with Eubank can happen. So obviously, when Liam Smith beat Eubank, the question is, would you, you want to fight Triple G? Of course he would, because he wants another shot at the title. But Triple G has to uh, defend his title first. I believe that there would be no promotional hurdles stopping that fight from happening. So uh, Liam Smith could very likely, with that victory over Eubank, find himself uh, in a fight with Triple G. You just got to see how things mm-hmm. shake out. In which way would you be leaning on that one? I would be leaning heavy, Trippy G, Triple G. Uh, yeah, Liam Smith is is a good fighter, um, but you know I've seen him lose pretty cleanly to Jaime Munguia, and uh, yeah, that guy's not going to be able to beat Triple G. He'll he'll get his licks in, make no mistake, because he's uh, he's a really good fighter, but he's going to lose, you know, and he has historically you know, lost to the elite. He's only been stopped one time. That was by Canelo. Uh, Then he got, you know, beat pretty cleanly by Jaime Munguia. And, you know, Triple G's 40. He'll get his licks in. But uh, ultimately, that's just going to be, you know, a bridge too far for him. Mm -hmm. Tony? How would you be leaning? When you take the – 
when you take the T and the Y and you add the O in, Tony agrees with everything that Ty just said. There it is, baby. Yeah. There it is. Let's go. L-O-Z. Yeah, Triple G takes that fight. I mean, he's definitely going down, but he's he's taking that one. Mm-hmm. Uh Caden, what do you think uh, of uh, Gilbert, I'm sorry, Ishmael uh, Bonafide, uh, his KO of the, oh, wait a minute, let me skip that one first. Uh, let's get back to uh, the big fight last week with uh, Texera and Jamal Hill. Did you expect that so, uh, Jamal Hill? First of all, first of all, massive fight card in Brazil, and the Brazil fans were nothing but horrible. They were nothing oh, but absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> USC atrocious. should never do it event there. But when, they're always when, when Moreno when Moreno won when Moreno won they were throwing trash and food right. at him when he as he was, as yeah. he was exiting the marina the arena. They were <laughs> they were booing every single person. And when Glover retired, their own their own fighter, probably one of their greatest fighters ever, uh, besides Jose Aldo, one of Brazil, one of Brazil's greatest fighters. As he's retiring, they're all walking out of the arena. Yeah, it's like half, like a like a half, like a half full stadium as he's as he's doing the uh, the speech, and that that was that was pretty sad. Congrats to Jamal Hill, but uh, also congrats to uh, Shogun Rua for a storied UFC career. Uh, congrats to Glover career, Glover career for a storied career. Story career. Because remember, he was a monster oh, yeah. in pride. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was. He was one of the greatest kickboxers ever. <laughs> he was going crazy. Him and along with you, you know who's you know who's one of the most underrated kickboxers ever in, in, in my opinion, Wanderlei Silva. Wanderlei Silva and Mirko Koka. Amazing. Yeah, see, like a lot of people don't know about their pride careers. Right before the UFC yeah. blew up. Pride was the mm-hmm. biggest MMA organization in the world, and if, if Bob and, was uh, on, he talked about it all day long. And, and, and uh, like Shogun Roy and these, yeah, Vanderlei, they fought their primes in Pride. They came over to UFC right. as older fighters. So mm-hmm. yeah, Nick Diaz fought, fought his prime in, in Cage Warriors, and then and then UFC bought Cage Warriors. Yeah, and he fought. And um, Nick Diaz fought some of his prime in Strike Force too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Strike Force. Yeah. Strike Force and yeah. Cage Warriors and Strike Force. Yeah. 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 Strike Force is still is still kind of popping a little bit. No, uh, UFC bought out Strike Force. That's how, that's how they got. Oh, uh, Daniel Cormier and Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of Bellator. Yeah, Bellator is still popping. Yeah, a little. Bell- Bellator is popping. Um, but uh. Yeah, yeah, Jamal Hill, absolutely amazing fighter and amazing win for his career. But I, 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 I have two words. Hey, Caden. He's coming. He's coming. Caden. Yeri, uh, yeah, I when Yuri comes did you, th- did you think Jamal was going to win that fight? You know what? After I, I had mixed feelings. I mean, before. Because. Like, if you, like, I predicted Glover to submit him by, like, in the third or fourth round. I, I I thought that Jamal would maybe edge him out, but I, I didn't think it would go to decision. I thought it would end 
earlier earlier on. I thought it would end earlier on. I I really had it going either way because because Glover, you never know. You know, it, you can't even you can't even say, oh, Glover's forty one. He, he's not going to win when he's winning championships at forty. You know, remember he was a Jamal, champion not like long ago. Remember, like Jamal Hill, like literally, like a few years ago, like maybe four fights ago, had got his arm snapped by by uh, mm-hmm. Paul Craig. So I was and like, you know, if, yeah, but I was like, if Glover survives the storm, then he's gonna his ground game's gonna take over and he's gonna submit him. I was really surprised and impressed with Jamal Hill's performance. Yeah, and and with him landing the most significant strikes in a light heavyweight uh, fight in UFC. Yeah, like that was I was really mm-hmm. surprised. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't think he. Yeah, I didn't think he was ready for the moment. I really didn't. And uh, I mean, honestly, when, when he went out there and and uh, yeah, I knew I knew one thing. One thing was one hundred percent that Jamal Hill will never tap. He will not tap out. No. If, if, Glover, no, if Glover wanted to submit him, he's gonna have to go and kill him because he is not gonna tap. He's one of those guys who got his, his arm snapped, and the ref had to stop it. He pulled mm-hmm. a, a, He didn't a, a even tap. Children. He tried. He tried to keep fighting. He tried to hide. Yeah. about a warrior. That guy's. That guy's something else. He deserves. He deserves every every bit of that title. Hey, Kai, what do you think about uh, Tyson Fury versus uh, Alexander Usyk in April? Oh, we've talked about that fight several times, right? And that's one I'm not going to talk about too significantly or deeply until we get closer to it. Uh, it's a fight everybody wants to see. It looks like it's close to being signed. Um, I'll you know, talk yeah. about what I think about the fight once it's signed and we're getting there, but... Uh, it looks like the business is, is getting close to being done in regards to that fight, which is uh, honestly kind of a surprise, right, because you know how business is. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's the fight everyone's looking for. And, you know, we'd have an undisputed heavyweight champion, something we haven't had since, I believe, Lennox Lewis maybe. So it's been some time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Okay. And we want to welcome uh, Zito who's joined us now. So, uh, Zito, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, extremely apologize for being late. Hey, don't worry about it. You're here, right? You made the show. Uh-huh. Oh, you're you. here. You're queer. We're used to it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Remember that from well, the 70s? Anyway, what were you guys, so anyway, anyway, what were you guys talking about? Anyway. Anyway. What were you guys talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about something different. We're going to start out with you with uh, Alex Rocha and uh, Anthony Yari. Oh, up. Anthony Yari, yeah, he, he fights better BF tonight. No, they fought, yeah, they, um, fought, they fought earlier yeah, today. They fought know. this afternoon. Yeah, it was over in the uh, UK. Um, so, you know. Yeah, you uh, missed it. Um, so, uh, uh, um, I asked this much. Did it turn out as I expected? I believe you know what? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I think okay. when you and I talked, we said between six and eight. I forget what round it was, but about that. Um, I, I, Yard put up stiffer resistance than I thought. Yeah, um, I thought he would. 
You, yeah, I was going to say it was it was closer to what you were thinking. He uh, okay, not a whole bunch of in and out movement. Um, you know, he was moving, but what it was, man, is his his speed and his power kind of kept uh, better be up honest. You know, like better be able to step in and get caught with a check hook and have to back out. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, Yard Yard could take a punch. He took some good shots and always fired back, always looked to counter. And any time it looked like better be able to try to step on a gas, Yard would tag him with something and back him up. Even like Andre Ward. Oh, okay. Andre Ward, yeah, Andre Ward was like, he goes, I don't, you know, he goes, every time, you know, he, he he hits better be able to something, you know, he backs off. And, he's like, he couldn't just truck Yardy. But, you know, the the, the the golfing craft that we were talking about, like we were talking about earlier today, the difference in craft. Pedigree. It's, it's, pedigree. Yeah, pedigree. Pedigree. And you know what? It's funny because I, as I was kind of glancing over at the fight, I saw better be up for a short right that just missed. And mm-hmm. as the fight wore on, he threw that short right, and they caught it at the yard, and that that was that was basically it. I mean, he you know mm-hmm. the ref stopped the fight; he wasn't out concussed or anything. Um, but you know, he was. Yeah, it went the way you did. It, it just Anthony Yard put up stiff resistance there. Mm-hmm. He's just you know what he he started boxing when he was what Zito eighteen, like a- he eighteen, and he really- turned pro when he was nineteen. Yeah, like he, he started boxing pro when he was eighteen, test over when he was nineteen. Man, like that—it's a shame, but it just shows you—you you can't just pick this sport up when you're like twenty, because that kid has all the physical attributes to be a great fighter. He's just—he's he, just behind in in craft, like literally, mm-hmm. he's just behind in craft. If this guy started when he was like even twelve, man, he, he'd be—he'd be that dude. But like to, for him, to, like there's no way. There's no way Yard could beat a, you know, a brother, a brother Biev or a Bivol. That's what I was saying before you came on, Zito. He just doesn't oh, have the, yeah, he just doesn't have the craft to beat those guys. But he has now, all the attributes, man. Now I'm going to look at the fight again, but how did his lungs look? He didn't lose because he gassed out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like. Like yard, yard. I mean, much better than the Kovalev fight. Much better. Everything okay. was much better. He's he's a kid who's grown, man. You know, it's just a shame that you know he started when he was eighteen and turned pro when he was nineteen. He's really grown, and I, I was really I thought his performance was commendable, um, sp- specifically considering the the level. He was fighting a, an elite guy, not a good guy. He's fighting an elite guy, and I was impressed. Like it's going to take a Good fighters don't beat guys like Better Bev and Bivol. They just don't. A good fighter don't, doesn't beat those guys. You well, have to be an elite and, and, guy to beat guys like that. And you know, thing with uh, and I didn't expect him to beat Better Bev because he didn't beat Kovalev. And yeah. you can you can improve by leaps and bounds sometimes, but as you just said, there are levels to this. Um, Jordy, and, and, and I really, really think that if he continues, he's going to be something, you know, pretty good. At the same time, well, like 30, I, he's 31 I don't. Now. That's the thing. He's 31 now. And, he, he, you know, he's been knocked out by Kovalev after getting battered. 
and better be of after getting better. So let's yeah. just hope he's not to the point of diminishing returns, you know? Well, well, outside of, I mean, he has two people he has to deal with. I mean, he's not going to be better BF as we see. He's not going to be, no. I don't think he could be BF, be Bivol, but at the same no. time, who else, who else out there, like, he still has his space in that light heavyweight division. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, there's, there's, there's I guys he could beat. He just can't be and if, if, if this if this victory, like I mean, if this loss hasn't really hurt him, well then, I mean, he he can rebound off of it. Yard, well, I mean, and, yeah, and he hasn't lost to Bivol. So if Bivol were to go ahead exactly. and better be that, and and Yard rebuild himself, he he could go ahead and fight Bivol, and he would lose to Bivol. But oh yeah, Bivol wouldn't take as much damage from Yard as as. As uh, Better BF did. Better BF was taking damage. You know what I mean? Well, well, and and, and you know what? I expected, I, 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 and I expected uh, Yard to yeah, put hands did. on Better BF. He did. Um, but, I mean, it, 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 yo, time tells over, you know, pedigree and time, you know, th- those class two things match up in boxing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, and. That's what I thought. Better be is one guy to wear, and I, and he has to. If you're not going to make him knock you out, he's going to, you know, warm up into doing it in the warm up and, and hurting you. He, he like he he wasn't on the front foot the whole fight. He had to back foot it sometimes, and sometimes he had to just play defense and just avoid. Like he he was. He, he he had to pull out some stuff. He was doing a bit of his because Yardy's pretty, got pretty good. He's got pretty good. So and and and, the, and Yardy's speed with the pop, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, he couldn't just run up on Yardy. But yeah. Yardy, you know, is, you know, by comparison, and it, that's what happened. He, he, he just started to see the golfing class, and, and that's all it was. That's all it was. Okay. Hey, Caden, what do you think about uh, Brandon Marino's uh, victory last week over Figueroa? Ooh. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I don't remember if you called it. I, I don't know if you, if, if you guys recall. I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but I did call that fight. I did call that fight. Yeah. I said it wouldn't go into championship rounds. I said Brandon Marino would win. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my 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 quiet W in peace. No, man, take my victory lap. lap. I actually agree with you, man. I thought Brandon Moreno was going to stop him too. Um, part I, the reason why I thought so, Caden, was it's two things, right? Brandon Moreno. The the big thing is Brandon Moreno is 29, Figueroa's 35, and has a hard time making weight. And yeah. they've had basically three wars. The one time that was really decisive was when Moreno stopped him. You can't have three – you know, three wars favors the younger guy more than it favors the older guy going into the fourth fight. It's just that simple, you know, to me. But Figueroa did win last time. I might have thought differently, but it's too big an age. Figueroa did win last time. Huh? Figueroa did win last time. Yep, but I had uh, no confidence going that. to him. Yeah, you know what? I had no confidence going, uh, and I and I like figuring that I wanted him to win. I had no confidence that he was going to win this fight. 
I, I thought Matt Moreno was going to stop him. I you know, that, thought it'd be that, a little That is tighter. the one thing I, I do disagree with you about. I I hate Davidson Figueroa. He is like he is like the main oh, villain in that, in that weight group. I, I know he's he's such an idiot. That's why I love him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, anyway, that's just like how I love how I love Nate Diaz and how I love uh, exactly uh, Kobe yeah. Covington and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, we we got we got those villains that we like, and then we oh, got yeah. the villains that we don't like. <laughs> mhm. Like Greg Hardy. Yeah, like too. Um, like we both don't like Greg Hardy. <laughs> no, we don't. I don't care for Greg Hardy. Johnny, what do you think if uh, uh, Raleigh Remain is, is uh, going to fight Ryan Garcia in April? Uh, who do you have on that one? Who's fighting Ryan Garcia? Well, Raleigh. No, it's not, Raleigh Romero is not fighting Ryan Garcia in April. Raleigh Romero is just talking trash. What's supposed to happen uh-huh. is it's very uh, – Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia are supposed to fight in April. And according to De La Hoya, the deal is just about done. So that's who's supposed to fight Naples, Garcia and Tank Davis. Let's, let's break it about who he wants to fight. Let's break it down. If it's if for some reason it was uh, Ryan Garcia versus Romero, Romero's going to get his ass whooped. That's just all there is to Absolutely. it. And as far as Brian Garcia and Tank. The, I've thought about that. I mean, I want that fight. I, that is one of the biggest ones. That one and the Errol Spence fight with Crawford are the two I'm waiting on. So if this they were to go Hoyer down, it's a done deal. They yeah, it's a done deal, Tony, and he, he expects it to do over a million pay-per-view buys. That's how they're talking. I hope he's. You know, not flipping out again and cross dressing or anything, but you know, you know, wow. he goes right into it again. But Whoa, if he really meets, yeah, if he's there, he's, they've got the contract ready to go, and there's no BS, which I think I saw what you saw on like uh, uh, Instagram and stuff like that. It probably will go. Um, and I got to go with Bernard Hopkins' choice now on that because I, I was totally saying before Tank Davis. But I honestly think Ryan Garcia really does have a good shot at winning this fight if it goes. I've always said, and, and I said it when B-Hop was on the show, that I stylistically, right, I think Ryan is, is all wrong for Tank. He's too long. He's a very, very quick trigger. Um, and he's a guy who could catch Tank coming in with something Tank's not going to like. That's that's how I felt, right? With that being said, Ryan Garcia, the thing that scares me in in predicting Ryan Garcia to win that fight, that's how I felt at the time. Not a prediction, just how I felt. Right now, I feel a little differently. I feel like you know, Ryan hasn't had enough fights to. to he just he's been a little too inactive. Tank's been active, working on his craft. Ryan's been inactive, and Ryan has some flaws that, and, and Zito is going to tell you the flaws as soon as I'm done talking. I know he will. Ryan has some flaws that Tank, even 
despite the attributes he gives up in, in stature and everything, that Tank can readily take advantage of against Ryan. And because Ryan hasn't been as active since we initially had that conversation, I'm I'm just not as confident anymore um, that he wins that fight. I'd have to look at, you know, get some time, look at some tape, and then I'll make the prediction. But not as confident as I was just because when you're not active, you're not sharpening your tools, and Tank's been sharpening his tools. So, And Ryan had already kind of a technique gap. Like, Ryan is not the better boxer right now, you know? Tank is the better boxer. He's just he's just very small in stature. Um, so, Zito? <laughs> uh, Zito uh, I t- dropped off. I tell you, if, if, if that doesn't get signed, I'd really like to see Garcia versus Isaac Cruz to see who takes that one. I'd like to see what Ryan Garcia could do against Cruz because after we watched what Tank did and he hurt Tank, I want to see what Ryan Garcia could do. I would love to see that fight. I would love to see that fight. I I could see Ryan Garcia catching Isaac Cruz coming in and knocking him out, but at the same time, Ryan Garcia doesn't move his feet the way I like to see him quite take advantage of his distance. And I could see – Cruz crowding him and giving him hell. I, I love that, dude. I would love to see that fight. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Cruz is an animal. There's no doubt about it. I'll tell you, if he gets in there on the inside with Garcia, I think, you know, those power shots he's got, he can drop him in one shot easily. Uh, yeah, Cruz, Cruz, and you know what, Cruz, you know, again, another guy short in stature is really good at closing distance, and he just has to be very careful how he closes distance against Garcia. To me, Garcia's feet aren't super quick and reactive the way he just hasn't developed that aspect of his game yet, but he's so quick with his, his counter left hook, you know, such a quick hair trigger, like counter left hook and check left hook. And uh, he could catch Cruz coming in because sometimes Cruz comes in a little while. Um, Cruz could take a shot, but yeah, I don't. You, you can't take everybody's punch. So that'd be interesting. I would love to see that fight. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you guys uh, one one last question before we uh, we hit the end of our hour here. But uh, Devin Haney's looking for some. Um, he's looking for a fight with uh, Vasily Lomachenko, but he wants some concessions out of him. What's your thoughts, Ty? Whatever he wants, make no mistake, that fight is still going to be easy to sign. They're both with Bob Arum. They're both with top rank. And here's how you know whether a fight is easy to sign, regardless of what the fighters are saying. If the promoter wins, the fight is easy to sign. No matter who wins, if the promoter wins, the fight's easy to sign. So if Lomachenko wins, Aram's guy wins. If Haney wins, Aram's guy wins. I don't think it's going to be difficult to sign regardless of whatever concessions that Haney wants. And Haney's not going to want too much. And, you know, he's typically Haney's a guy who wants to fight, right? He's always wanted that smoke. He's never too difficult to find, and I don't think he will be. Um, I know the fight hadn't been signed yet, but I really expect it to be signed 
uh, shortly. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tony? Uh, I agree with everything Ty said. I don't really think I can add any more to that. Okay. All right, Caden, you got any, any uh, specialists you want to bring out? Um, I just wanted to do a just to do a little quick shout out to the uh to the new Tuesday night show that we're having uh okay. every week on uh all sorts of sports. Uh USFL, NFL, UFC, uh, you name it, we're probably gonna be covering it. Uh we got um it's gonna be every every other Tuesday night. I mean every Tuesday night. So uh, it's called uh Tea Time and it's a uh it, it's a nice it's a nice uh a, a nice sports broadcasting network that I, I think a lot of people would enjoy. Just tune in at uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Okay. All right. And uh, that's on Fighting Words, right? Oh, yeah, it's on Fighting Words. Yeah. Okay. And who uh, who's the, uh, who, who are all the, new, the hosts that you have on? Uh, we got um, well, it's it's mostly all of my brothers, and we have uh, one of um, oh, a very awesome. close friend, uh, uh, Logan, and you know we're we're all very interested in sports. Uh, you know we got Tra- uh, Trevor Basso, my oldest brother, uh, Brady Basso, my um, my o- older brother, and uh, Ty Basso, my, one of my other older brothers. There it is. He, he, he's he's occasionally <laughs> on, uh, but when he is, it's always a treat. And we have uh, Logan Knox, who's a family, a very close family friend of ours, who, who we've uh, known for several years, and he is uh, very, very knowledgeable on sports and and, and pop culture of, of today. So I'm very lucky. Awesome. Have a very good cast. Well, it's, it's uh, a friend of mine once said, "You can't lose a game if you get two ties in it." Nope, you cannot, uh, brother. <laughs> That sounds like a fun show. Awesome. <laughs> that's, again, it's uh, at 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, right? 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock every Tuesday. Feel okay. free to join okay. me. And just so everybody will know, we also uh, are uh, revisiting All Hell Hair, which Bobby had started back in 2006. Uh, and uh, Benny Henderson will be <laughs> doing that every Friday night from 9 to 10. Uh the all hell hair uh, revisited. So uh, it, it's the uh, uh, music of the sixty, the seventies, and the eighties, uh, all brought back. And they've got a bunch of uh, of uh, interviews that Bob had done with uh, different uh, uh, stars of, of that time. And Benny has uh, brought up uh, a lot of uh, his his stuff, and then he's. Now interviewing people this week for their show that starts on this uh, on two, Friday the uh, Friday the third. So uh, that's the all hell air at uh, nine to ten. Excuse me on the on Friday night. Okay, so the very last thing we have on our, our on my agenda here is uh, tomorrow is a very big day for in the football world. So uh, Ty, what's your prediction? You know, I like uh, I like Philly actually. Um, mm-hmm. I have been giving that some thought, and I, I think what convinced me was the Dallas game. I, I 
Mm-hmm. And I saw San Francisco play Dallas. I thought they were the better team. Even though Philly mm-hmm. lost that one game to Dallas with Gardner Minshew, I walked away both times being like, man, Philly's clearly better than Dallas. And I think they're better mm-hmm. than the Niners. In the second game, you know, Zito's a Chiefs fan. Oh, yeah. So, with that said, I'm predicting Cincinnati to, to do it two years in a row at yeah, LS yeah. Stadium. Yeah. And, yeah, Zito, oh, yeah. I know you're not on the phone, but oh, if you yeah. can hear me, Burrowhead Stadium. <laughs> Let's go, Joe. <laughs> Burrowhead no, Stadium. I, um, I, I was watching that Cincinnati's game. Cincinnati's going to win. Yeah. All right. I was watching okay. that. Uh, I was watching that that San Francisco Dallas game, and you know, me, me being an Eagles fan, I was, I, I, I'm not concerned. I, I'm not worried about. I was watching that game. I didn't even care who won. Obviously, I didn't want to see the Dallas Cowboys win, and it was good to see them lose. Cause I, I, I'm, I, I say I'm not the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan, um, but uh, I, I wasn't stressed about playing either of these teams. I think we can beat Brock Purdy and, and the 49ers. The, the biggest competition yeah. is to get over that amazing defense and try and pick off Brock Purdy because this guy, he's like he's like a machine. He doesn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Very good quarterback. Tony, what's your thoughts? Ty's my spokesperson. He said it all for me, 100% behind him. There it is. There it is. Wow. There it is. T-Y-D-O-N. Yep. There it is. L-O-Z. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is, uh, I think uh, it, the Eagles are going to have a very tough time tomorrow uh, with a very young quarterback and, and, and an offensive uh, line that's tough. Uh, and a back uh, a quarterback that's young trying to earn his thing. One nice thing I like about this, this all four teams, they have four very young quarterbacks all with good records, all with good – you don't see anything in the paper about them. They're good family people. No. So, uh, I'm, I'm and these really are the like four that. best teams in the league, too. These are the yep. four best teams in the league. Yep, I'm, I'm going for the Eagles. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I love Andy Reid, without a doubt. I've, I've always loved Andy Reid when he was in Philly, uh, before he came to Philly. You know, uh, it was really good to see him last like week. Right. It was good to see last week a guy who played actually played quarterback for him in college and then played quarterback for him the first year that he came to the Eagles. Oh, Doug Peterson. And then yeah. coach against him. Doug, Doug Peterson. Yep. Doug P. Doug's another guy that's really a class back. They're all, both class backs. Um, but I'd like to see that. And I, uh, I, I just hope Mahomes' leg is – uh, better and that he's not playing uh, to the detriment of himself. Um, we'll, we'll know in the first uh, first quarter, but uh, I, I'm not sure that uh, as much as I love love the Chiefs, I'm not sure that Joe Burrows isn't uh, too much for them. So uh, that's kind of I'll what I think that. too. I like the Chiefs to win, but I, I just think Burrow has their number. Yeah, yeah. But let me tell you yeah. this real quick. I think the Eagles have a better chance to beat Cincinnati than Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. think the Eagles are going to if Cincinnati if they play Cincinnati they if it's the Eagles against Cincinnati, that's when you'll see how mm-hmm. the, the offensive line problems show up against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's right. offensive line's been struggling all year, and against Eagles, mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem. So, right. 
we'll see. And also, also right. real quick, um, if if Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes here, when are we going to start talking about how Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than than Patrick Mahomes right now? When he wins the Super Bowl ring and two MVPs, which Patrick Mahomes. No, has. no, no, no. This this is what I'm saying. When, when are we going to say you know next year? Number one quarterback in the league. Who's the best quarterback, the current best current quarterback? If Joe Burrow beats Patrick Mahomes here, he's a better current quarterback than Patrick Mahomes is. And my well, I would say he has a better team than Patrick Mahomes has, but I still think Patrick's the better quarterback. He's going to be the I MVP and he has better stats this year. A better, I, I, say, I say Joe Burrow has a better wide receiving core. I say has a worse O-line. And I say the defense oh, is all yeah. about equal. Uh, I like Cincinnati's defense that, that a little That year better. where he beat, that year where he beat Patrick Mahomes, that one game against the Titans uh, in the uh, divisional round, gets sacked nine times in one game, and still won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. First of he was all, that, that is lar- that that's criminal. How how do how do you get a quarterback like Joe Burrow on your team and allow him to get sacked nine times? Yeah. man, and they. Right. Retool the offensive line. What the hell? Right. Protect your guy. That's your whole future. Seriously. That's the future of your franchise. Dude, you're like, he, he, is, he is your franchise. Yep. Tony? Uh, Joey's franchise. Tony, your thoughts? Ty's my spokesperson, 100%. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> there it is. You cannot lose. <laughs> Great minds, tie alike. Absolutely. Exactly. No need to repeat. Get Pete, repeat. No need to repeat. All right, guys. Well, that's, uh, that brings us to the end of our hours. In fact, I even extended a little bit. But uh, I want to thank all of you for being here and uh, uh, hope to. Uh, Everything's okay with Zeke. Uh, I think his phone may have failed him, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get him next week on the on the line about uh, and we'll know who won then. But we can talk about it. But uh, I appreciate everything you guys have done. Uh, Caden, you want to lead us out? Oh yeah, I just, I just want to start off by saying it was always it's always nice to sit down on the weekends and talk sports with you guys. You know, it, it is really a highly a highlight of my week. I, I really do appreciate that. So I, I want to say thank you. And um, it was another great show, um, another great night to be on with you guys and talk sports. Uh, make sure there's no USC tonight, but make sure next weekend you you uh, keep your eyes peeled for the for the nice fun USC events. We're gonna have uh, Derek Lewis versus uh, Spivak. That that that's a oh. nice entertaining fight. And um, and, and, and you know, again, I hope everybody has a a, a very good night. And uh, see you all next time. Okay. Tony? Great show. Um, I'm hoping that uh, Ty and Z's mom does better here and that we get a a good update next weekend when we're back on. And uh, we're all praying for and the prayers seem to be working. So keep it up. And you guys all have a great weekend. All right. First of all, first and foremost, I want to thank all you guys for your well wishes, prayers. It's truly appreciated. Love you guys. It meant a lot to me, Zito and Mom. 
And uh, it's one of the reasons why she's uh, doing much better and out of the hospital in rehab and on her way back home. So, so I thank you guys so much for uh, helping her heal. Um, always a pleasure being on with you guys. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. You uh, gentlemen, enjoy your week. Everyone out there listening, be safe, be well. Yeah. Again, thanks for everybody for doing in, especially our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Please uh, have a good week. Uh, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, the doctors and nurses at the hospital, especially the first responders and those who clean up after them because they put themselves in harm's way each and every day. <clears throat> we also dedicate these programs to fallen officers. Uh, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman Jeff- David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Badinger, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Starlet County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Connett, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Arnoffer Christman, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nashville County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogel, Longbow P Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrave, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Blaine Lane, Oak County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chris Myers, uh, Polk County Sheriff's Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the sun shine lightly on your face. And <clears throat> till we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hollow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week. Dispatch in 1999. County dispatch in 1999. County dispatch in 
safe, Bob. We love you and we miss you.